My name is Penelope Thomas, student at MIHS, and today I'm speaking with Mercer Island School District Superintendent Fred Rundle. He started off strong at the University of Puget Sound in 1995, getting a bachelor's degree in history, and in the year 2000, he got a California teaching license in elementary education and teaching from the University of Redlands. Dr. Rundle also has a master's degree in educational leadership and policy from the University of Colorado, Denver, and finally graduated from Seattle University with a Washington State Superintendent license and a Doctor of Education degree as well. He obviously has many qualifications for being the superintendent of MI School District, as he has been in the position since July of 2022. Dr. Rundle works so hard to make our schools the best they can possibly be and always seeks out student voice on any important decisions that are being made. I'm so grateful to have him here today. Dr. Rundle, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with me and welcome to the station. Thanks, Penelope. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation and uh, a very warm welcome. <laughs> I'm very excited to be speaking with you today. Um, I just want to start right off the bat with talking a little bit about um, how you grew up and what got you into the position that you are today. Well, first and foremost, I never wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> this was not what I wanted to do. And the reason is... Both my parents are elementary teachers. They're retired now. Mm -hmm. um, they taught uh, 30 plus years in elementary education. And uh, a bulk of that 20 years or so was actually in the same elementary school. So my formative years um, at the dinner table or conversations around our house were completely overrun with talk about work and schools. And so I never wanted to do this. My sister was a teacher. My older brother was a teacher. And there was no way I'd be a teacher. Um, <laughs> But I'll tell you what, when I went off to the University of Puget Sound, when I think about some of the people who made a difference in my life, certainly my parents, but probably the ones who even had a bigger influence was Mr. Warmack, Mr. Dallas, Miss Mochrist, those teachers in high school who absolutely um, cared for me. Um, they believed in me and they instilled a love of learning that I felt that once I was done with my undergrad, I would I would at least try out education. When I finally made it in Penelope as a teacher, mm -hmm. leadership was always in me. Um, mm -hmm. But with two teacher or two parents as teachers, principals were not always the most popular people at our in our household. <laughs> and so becoming a principal was definitely not on my radar. And then being a district administrator was even further away from my radar. And I never, you know, was never an aspiration to be a superintendent. Um, it is being in the right place at the right time and being surrounded by really smart and wonderful people. Education was always sort of in your family and you were always surrounded by it. So yep. that's really cool that you sort of brought that into your career now. Yeah. Um, so I guess you a little bit in, talked about this question that I have next, but what inspired you to run for this position was basically your family background and how they were influenced in education, but also, you know, wanting to step away from the teaching aspect. Yeah. After, let's see, I taught two years in California and then um, my wife and I got married and we moved to Colorado and I got hired at an elementary school by a principal named Brian Ewart. And it was after about six or nine months in that position when he came to me, it's my third year of teaching. And he said, look, you know, I know you don't have a master's degree yet, but I really think you should pursue something in leadership and get your principal certification. He said, you know, I think that you've got a lot of great attributes. And I thought, you know, why not? I need to get a, I need to get a master's degree. And I remember telling the admissions counselor going into it, I said, look, I don't plan on being a principal for like 
five years at the earliest, but probably like 10 years, if at all. So if your criteria is to, to bring people into the program who plan to be a principal, I'm not your person. <laughs> they admitted me anyway. And, um, I only went on to teach, uh, six years in the classroom and then I was an administrator. So, you know, I credit Brian Ewert, uh, who is now a superintendent back in Colorado. Um, actually he's retiring this year. Um, but I credit him with really paving a pathway for me in terms of believing in me, seeing something in me, uh, and pushing me a little bit. Um, so another thing that I want to ask is, you know, being a superintendent obviously comes with a lot of responsibilities and, you know, you're almost taking care of so many people at the same time. Um, so what are some current and relevant issues in our district that, you know, are either being handled now or are going to be handled? And what do you think is also a good thing about our district that we've been doing super well? You know, I wouldn't have put my name in the hat to, um, go through the interview process a year ago if I didn't believe in the people in this mm -hmm. school district. And I think one of the things we have going for us is a limitless potential. You know, we've got innovative staff members who are always seeking to do even more. Um, we certainly have plenty of room for growth in some areas, but, um, you know, we've got the commitment and we've got a community that supports us. Not all communities support public education like we have in Mercer Island. So when you take a committed community, um, a really dynamic staff and incredible students and you put that together, that's what we've got going for us. So some things that I'm working on right now, um, one of, you know, as you've been part of the superintendent student advisory mm -hmm. is really thinking about broadcasting students voice, making sure our students believe in themselves and we believe in them, uh, making sure we're removing barriers um, where we need to. And, you know, and just having an overall sense of well-being as a group. But we've got some budget challenges right now, Penelope, with decreasing enrollment. We've had, we've seen a decrease in birth rates since 2016 in King County. We lost 200 to 250 students during COVID. So when you combine those things together, we are going to see some declining enrollment. Mm -hmm. And our revenue is driven from the state by enrollment. So with decreasing enrollment, we're going to have decreasing staff uh, availability of to hire and retain staff. And so we're going through a really difficult process right now called um, a reduction. Some of it's through reduction in force and some of it is just um, through attrition. And that's never easy. You know, we won't let those barriers get in the way of being an excellent school district and always continue to strive to, you know, set the bar and uh, progress forward. For sure. Yeah, there will always be barriers, but we can always, always push through the challenges. That's and right. Come out from the other end. So yep. that's really great. Another question that I want to ask is what is the almost ultimate goal of what the Mercer Island School District has? And what do we hope to accomplish that you want? parents, staff, or students to know in the future, like this is what we're planning on going towards and this is what we want our school district to be known as or be. Sure. You know, I, I think internally we want to be known as a school district that is a place for every single student to thrive, reach a potential that they may not even realize, and be prepared for the world when they step outside of Mercer Island School District. So um, there are incremental things we do in the classroom or, or providing opportunities but in the end, it's about what does that graduate look like and what are they prepared for in the world? Do they have the knowledge, skills, and dispositions to not just go to college, but to thrive in college, to not just move into a career, but to thrive in that career? Um, I think sometimes we get too hung up on we're just trying to get kids into college. No, we're not. 
we're trying to get kids into the college of their dreams and then they do extremely well once they're there. And that takes making sure that it's not just about academics. It's not just about social, not just about emotional. It's about all of those, the the overall well-being. And so when we talk about, you know, what is our district about? We're about the whole child. We're about the whole student um, in and out of the classroom, whether or not those are athletics, extracurriculars, um, new opportunities like being able to be part of a radio station and, and broadcast your voice in this these ways or perform on a stage. All of that is part of the high school experience. So ultimately, what are we all about? We're about students. Yes, and I can definitely see that from a student perspective. I see all of the efforts that are being made to really set up students for success. So from a student perspective, I know that we all appreciate that a lot. Great. That's everything that I have planned for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Rundle, for taking the time to be here and speak with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, my honor. Um, I love being able to see you students uh, on this platform and uh, I'll never turn down an opportunity. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Well, my name is Penelope Thomas and you're listening to 88.9 The Bridge.